Welcome to another episode of the Find Your Best Future podcast. Jeremy, where are we heading off today? We're heading off to Singapore. Oh, one of my favorite places. I love Singapore. It's a beautiful, vibrant country. Tell us a little bit about it. Okay, so it's small island nation. Singapore is actually located at the end of the Malay Peninsula. Um, it is, of course, an independent country. 5.7 million inhabitants okay. is a wealthy country with very high standards of living and excellent world-renowned universities, and right. English is the official language. Okay. And Singapore is culturally incredibly interesting, isn't it? It's a, one of these countries yes. that has always been a crossroads, and as a result, there's an extraordinary cultural mix. Yes, it's an interesting mix between Malay, Indian, European, and Chinese. Chinese are actually the dominant group in terms of numbers right. there. It's an exciting modern city as well as being a very safe place to live. Um, in fact, Singapore attracts over 70,000 international 70, students. 70,000? 70,000. Oh and it's become a leader in technological research and development. So it's a significant force in international university education. Now, I know that the Singapore's universities have a very strong reputation. Obviously, they've key, played a key role in, in creating that wealthy and vibrant community. How many universities does Singapore actually have? Well, to start with, there are six publicly funded universities. That's the National University of Singapore, the Nanyang. Before you go on, sorry, uh, that's the one, sorry, yeah. the big one, isn't it? The one that everyone knows about. Yes, it's uh -huh. usually ranked number, number one in Asia. Okay, um, oh, NUS, that's good. Okay. NUS, National University of Singapore. Indeed. Sorry, carry then on. Then you've got, yeah, then you've got the Nanyang Technological University, Singapore Management University, Singapore University of Technology and Design, Singapore Institute of Technology, and Singapore University of Social Sciences. So those are the universities, but uh, we're not at the end yet, Neil. No, no. We have got... Five polytechnic universities. Okay. We've got Nanyang Polytechnic, Nanyang Polytechnic, Republic Polytechnic, Singapore Polytechnic, and Temasek Polytechnic. Okay. And are there any international universities in Singapore like they are in Malaysia, or is it purely focused around uh, their own homegrown universities? Before I answer your question, Neil, I'd just like to point out that all of these things we've been talking about so far have been very sort of technologically oriented, but uh, you can actually go and do something artistic there. Asale College of Arts has a place there. Nanyang Academy of Fine Arts. It's not just about technology. There is a mix. Okay. However, perhaps if I could answer your question about Please. foreign universities there, we have some world-class universities located in or presence in Singapore. Okay. MIT, for example. Really? Yeah, Massachusetts Institute of Technology, okay. John Hopkins, oh, okay. Georgia Tech, Chicago Graduate School of Business, INSEAD, the famous French business school, Wharton, often thought of as the world's number one business school, it's part of the University of Pennsylvania. And then, of course, in the whole hospitality area, we've got the École Hôtelier de Lausanne, uh, also the number one in the world in hospitality. Sure. And then we've got ESSEC, which is also a French university. And then we've got SP Jain School of Global Management, Indian university. Sure. And we've got DigiPen Institute of Technology, Curtin uh, in Singapore. Then we've got the German Institute of Science and Technology, 
KUM, Technical Technische University München, Sorbonne International Law School, okay. James James Cook University, St. Gallen Institute of Management. You can see these are big names represented they really in are Singapore. Big names, Very they? big names. And yeah. So you know, sort of substantiates the picture that I had really of it being a place where high quality education is really being offered. I would imagine these courses are in English. Is that right? Oh yes. Right. Yeah. Okay. And and how do you find a course in Singapore? Ah, well, there is a website, Neil. It's moe.gov.sg slash course finder. MOE, of course, is Ministry of Education. Sure. So in other words, if, if you can't remember that, just Google Ministry of Education course finder Singapore and it'll all pop up for you. Right. Uh, does that cover all of the universities or just the public ones? Both public okay. and private. Right. Yeah. Okay. And, you know, how many bachelor's courses are on offer? Did you check out the site? Well, of course I did, Neil. Would I let did. you down? Yeah, of course I did. <laughs> uh, approximately 220. Obviously, the number changes a bit, so sure, years a year. But approximately 220 national programs in English. And it's a wide range of fields. It's arts, sure. humanities, engineering, medicine, computing, IT, law, sciences, built environment, business, finance, banking, and so on and so forth. And the top university is obviously National University of Singapore, and that's ranked, num ranked number one in Asia. Where does it rank in the world? Uh, well, of course, it flips around a bit year to year, but currently it's ranked in at number 10 okay, worldwide. So really, really high up. Really, really um, high up, yes. Know, so and uh, is there another high-ranking uh, university? Yes, Nanyang Technological University is very highly ranked. It's ranked number three in Asia, and it's in the top 20 worldwide. Okay, so really strong. Let's focus in on the NUS now, please, Jeremy. Uh, can you give us a picture of Singapore's leading university? Okay, quick shot of NUS. Yeah. It's a comprehensive university with 17 faculties and schools across three campuses. It's known for its strong global programs, such as the NUS Overseas Colleges, as well as student exchanges, double degrees, joint degrees, with some of the world's leading universities right. worldwide. So if you want to do a joint degree, uh, that would certainly be a way to go about achieving that. Mm -hmm. The full range of courses taught in English, but of course they've got obviously post-grad and research opportunities. Understood. Housing is available, top quality healthcare. Because ah, I was yeah. going to go there because... Housing is a major issue in Singapore. Do they, they provide housing? Yeah, they've got university housing there. That's fantastic. Because you're yeah. quite right. How housing is uh, a little difficult yeah. to come by. No, it really is. So it sounds like Singapore has some amazing opportunities, really, if you want to study in, in Asia. Uh, quality usually comes at a cost, doesn't it? We're back to this again. Okay. Well, we have now, to be, don't we? Because We have to be, yeah. Um, it's one of the most important areas here. We can all dream of studying in certain locations, but only a few of us are able to actually finance all of that. So tell us a bit more about Singapore. I always tell my students, I said, first of all, figure out how much you can afford to pay and then start searching. Completely. Because there's no point searching for places that are double your budget. It's no, just a waste indeed. of time. Anyway, so it's structured like this. Singapore citizens have an MOE or Ministry of Education tuition grant that they can use for their higher education. So it's free um, for Singapore, them, basically. More or less. Yeah. More or less. Uh, more or less. It depends sure, how, they choose, how they choose to use this. Sure. 
So Singapore permanent residents and international students who choose to take up a tuition grant are required to sign a tuition grant agreement by which the students will be contractually obliged to work in a Singapore entity or company for a minimum of three years upon graduation. Hang on a minute. Let's slow down there a minute. So what you've just (laughs) said there is basically, if you wish to study, you can apply for a tuition grant agreement and you will get money to study. Is that right? And the agreement basically says that you have to work in Singapore for three years. Yes, that's true. Afterwards. So and most people dream of working in Singapore for three years. <laughs> I know. <laughs> okay, so 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 they give you money and they allow you to stay and you can stay and work in a Singaporean um, company for three years after receiving the grant. Obviously, this is a considerable boost to the Singapore economy. And of course, it's a wonderful deal for the individual students. Oh my goodness, it really is, isn't it? I did not yes. know about that. And obviously, the tuition grants, they, I guess, vary, do they? Um, or they, uh, they do. Some... It varies. I mean, for example, I had a little look at Natural University of Singapore tuition fees. Yes. Okay. And they actually listed two categories of students. International students with this tuition grant we've just talked about. Okay. And international students without the tuition grant. Okay, so let's run through that. This is where it gets interesting. With the tuition grant, international students is is fifteen thousand. And without the the tuition or per semester uh, or per year. Per year. year. Okay. And international students without the tuition grant is twenty five thousand. Okay. Understood. Okay. And then if we look at engineering, it's 13,500 with the tuition grant and 30,000 without. Okay. So you can see this tuition grant is covering a big chunk of it your costs. Is. Medicine, 127,000 without, <laughs> 52,000 with. Um, this is a year? Yeah, yeah. Wow. It's quite expensive. Yes, it is expensive. But most so courses, most, I guess, range. Yeah, to, most courses range sort of say twenty to thirty thousand US. Right. Some are more expensive, as we've seen. Right, but um, business at fifteen thousand dollars a year uh, places in US really a, an extremely competitive price point, doesn't? Especially when as you look it's at the uh, USA and Canada for a top ten university, yeah. right? And when you think it's number one in Asia and number 10 in the whole world, you're going to a very top university for, I would say, a very reasonable price. Yes, indeed. And you mentioned that accommodation is provided. What's the cost of that? About 100 to 350 per month, depending, of course, on the quality and where it is. That's really cheap as well. It is, yes, especially in in a country like Singapore. I mean, compared with the USA, where you're paying... You know, eight hundred to a thousand dollars for that kind of thing. I would imagine that's a good mm. price. And as you met, as you mentioned, Singapore accommodation is usually incredibly expensive. Um, are there any scholarship offered? Yeah, in addition to this sort of grant system that we just discussed, um, if you go onto the Singapore government website, and you can have a look to see what full scholarships are available, and also individual universities have their own scholarships. So. It's really a question of sort of spending the hours on the internet and digging around. Indeed. And everyone will need a visa, I guess, unless you're a Singaporean citizen. I'm imagining that the visa application process is a smooth one in Singapore. 
Okay, so it works like this. Foreign students wishing to pursue full-time studies in Singapore are required to obtain a student's pass prior to entering Singapore. Okay. Now, in order to do this, you will need the following documents. The registration acknowledgement letter from the uh, university you plan to attend. Understood. So they give you a document saying they've offered you a place. Your travel document bio data, page and birth certificate. This will be from your passport, obviously. Right. Your personal information, including a list of countries and places you have previously resided in. A little bit about your educational background. There's a form that you have to fill out. Sure. Your residential address and contact details in Singapore. Okay. Email address. All of that. A recent passport size digital color photograph of yourself. And then you'll need to apply online using the e-service at least two months and not more than three months before the course. Well, because... they promise basically to deliver within eight yeah, yeah. to 12 weeks to people. And the okay. fee and the fee for all of this is 23 US dollars, which right. is actually very comfortable for a year. Very, very reasonable, yes. That sounds very reasonable. Okay. So how do we go about applying if we want to go? Okay, you apply direct to the university, so you check on each university's website for their admissions criteria, as well as a list of documents required and the application deadlines. Right. So if you're an IB student, you can apply in November or February, and then at the end of May, you'll receive, well, between November and February, at the end of May, you receive your offer, and then in June, you accept your offer. Understood. Understood. And uh, do you have any top tips for us? (laughs) Always a top tip. Always a top tip, Neil. Singapore offers top quality education and it's attracted top foreign universities and companies, obviously, to set up in the country. So you're spoiled for choice. Go and take a look. Well, and with this grant deal, that sounds incredibly powerful, especially for business courses and things like that. I was incredibly impressed by that offer. So I will certainly be going and having a quick look around on that. Jeremy, have you ever been to Singapore? Unfortunately not. No, not yet, I should say. But it's on my list of places to visit. Certainly should be. It's, I sort of often say that it's like a sort of tropical Vancouver because it has a really totally interesting mix of people like Vancouver. Um, but it also has old buildings, old colonial buildings mixed in with high-tech, uh, modern high-rise and all of that, of course, around the water. So uh, a very wonderful place. And you mentioned earlier, an incredibly safe place to live as well. Mm. Uh, Vancouver is a city I have visited, and I love Vancouver. So I think you just sold me on the idea of going to Vancouver with a warmer climate. Yeah, and one of the most delicious things to eat there is the Singapore crab, where they take a beautiful crab and put it in one of the most incredibly spicy and yeah, hot sauces. Uh, a beautiful dish. If you're ever there, make sure you eat the crab, Jeremy. Anyway. Tonight, I'm sure you're on more boring fare because you're in Germany right now. Um, You'll be uh, eating a sausage with a roll, will you? No, that's tomorrow, Neil. Oh, that's because of the football. Because I'm going to a German football stadium tomorrow. And if you don't like sausage and and fries, then you can pretty much starve to death in a German football stadium because (laughs) that's all they've got to offer. Indeed. Anyway, whatever you eat tonight, I hope you enjoy it and enjoy your football match. I will indeed. Thank you, Neil. Thanks so much for joining us today. If you enjoyed this episode, please don't forget to subscribe and share the Find Your Best Future podcast.